Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, indeed, it is the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Thanks for rolling with us on a Monday evening in the Metroplex. Ross Lebensky's on the ones and twos. And the Stars active in the third period against the New York Islanders. Two goals apiece is what's happening there. Uh, about 18 minutes left in the third period there. Uh, at, uh, I was like, I forget what the Daniel name is. Daniel Meyer. There it is. Uh, in Fort Worth. TCU hosting Baylor right now. They are tied up 25 apiece at half. Man, that that one is a tough game. Obviously, Baylor ranked fifteenth in the nation, but both both of them they got the same record, yeah, the same conference record, and now they got a tie score at the half. Yeah, and so yeah, that 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 one is going to be. I think this one's going to be special. Uh, so we'll definitely have to keep an eye on mm-hmm. what's happening there because look, man, the Big Twelve and it's has a whiteout. All the TCU kids, the students are all wearing white. Yes, they are. They sure are, except for one kid who's uh, dressed up as Waldo. Hmm. I don't know exactly what's going on there. Or is but it a Baylor kid? I'm not sure. It might be a Baylor kid. It might be a TCU kid, but he's dressed up as Waldo. That I do know. I'm mm-hmm. certain about that fact. Um, now, provided this one ends uh, in the fun, exciting game that it could possibly, I'd be interested to see if there is a court storming there because it has been a topic of discussion over the oh, weekend. Oh, yeah. As Duke played Wake Forest, uh, that was a good game, and Wake Forest knocked off a very good eighth-ranked Duke Blue Devils team. Kyle Filipowski, who is uh, the star of that Duke team, he's a forward for the Blue Devils. He... Some of the brown there. I'll double check for you because I, I don't know off the he's top of my head. But he's he's not he a is, guard. He is right around there. But yeah, I'm he's just, I'm just trying to p- paint the actually. Picture. He's seven foot. See, I'm Did just trying to that. paint the picture. That he's not some little kid. He's no, he is not. Little point guard. Sure, uh, but he's yeah, seven foot forward for uh, the Duke Blue Devils, and so the you know Demon Deacons are able to win late in this game, eighty three seventy nine. I believe that it was one of those circumstances where. Game was real close, like maybe a four-point game. They try and get the ball in, and Wake Forest is able to steal it, you know, finish it off, cap it off. And so with the, I guess, the excitement of the moment or what have you, Wake Forest, who is hosting this game, the fans start storming the court. And Duke Filipowski, who is damn near at midcourt, is walking towards uh, his team's bench. But, I mean, there is a just a sea of what looked like Bumblebee because obviously Wake Forest's uh, colors are gold and black. That's that's Tim Duncan's school. That's way. right. That's right. And so you just see like a wave of gold and black running towards him, and he's kind of engulfed. And there's various videos in which you can see that Filipowski kind of braces almost for impact, but I guess to some people it could easily look like he was trying to kind of give a little bit of a forearm shiver to one of the kids Did as they're moving by. Foot? 
but his and maybe his foot his foot gets out there a little bit, mm-hmm. and I guess he catches his knee because amongst or immediately after that collision, you could see him kind of grab his knee, and he injured his knee in that collision. A a, a manager from the Duke's uh, bench comes over, kind of grabs onto him, kind of protects him, shields him for the remainder of the crowd. It looked kind of like uh, Lion King when the uh, when oh, the stampede yeah, happens. Was, yeah, when when uh, the dad dies. Yes, when Mufasa, Mufasa moves on to the next plane. Yeah. Yes, I will. I reminded you of Lion King. Deal with it. You're an adult. You give it away. My uh, cat's name. My cat's name is Simba. Love that movie. Somebody said Filipowski is a punchable name. That's hilarious. Uh, but no, ultimately he gets injured in this, and he posts a a, te- or a tweet rather after this game that this got to change. It's been a it's been a huge topic of discussion all the way around. Um, we saw even Caitlin Clark less than like a month ago. Yep, have this happen in a game where the Iowa Hawkeyes lose, and she ends up Her in a collision. Yeah, and so with that being the case, there's been a lot of conversation. Jay Billis, who covers uh, college basketball for ESPN, he got on ESPN today and he had some solutions that he thinks would help when it comes to court storming. But the truth is, nothing's going to change now. We're going to talk about it and it's going to go away and nothing's going to change. And if they wanted to stop it, they could stop it tomorrow. But you don't have to stop the court storming. One time, all you have to do is once they're on the court, don't let them off. <laughs> just, just say you're all detained and give them all citations or arrest them if you want to. And then court stormings will stop the next day. Um, there's no accountability for this. It, it, the fans feel like it's an entitlement, and the universities like it, and the truth is we like it. So there you go. That's Jay Billis He's responding to truth. it. I think there's a lot of people that are like, yo, that's ridiculous. In fact, from the 432, they text in, super soft trying to stop rushing the court. It's part of college athletics. So let, let me ask you then. Do you feel like this does, in fact, need to stop the, the storming of the court after games? Not necessarily, because okay. it's it's rare that somebody gets hurt. Now, don't get me wrong; you could say, "Oh, it's going to happen one day, and then they'll do it." It's part of athletics. It's part of college athletics in particular, and you know, it doesn't happen that often. It happens more, but it doesn't happen that often. I mean, what course storming? Yeah, it I, happens. I don't think it happens every week. Um, I don't know that I, well, this is the tough thing. I don't know, but we're getting to a, a level of frequency where it is happening a good amount. Well, I'm going to tell you this. Mm-hmm. In football, I've, I've been tear gassed at a college football game. Good God. Well, here's a, that's what happens because what happens is they were trying to get these kids to not tear down the goalposts. I wasn't in college. I was covering a football game. Sure. I was covering a OU Nebraska game. And Oklahoma beat Nebraska and everybody started, I think it was the last time they played in Norman and they started trying to tear down the goalpost. How come the police that were there in the end zone started spray tear gassing everybody? And it got out of my eyes, and I was just walking through, trying to get to the uh, interview room. Point I'm trying to make is, in college football, some of these schools have decided, okay, if you tear down the goalpost, um, your your school get fined, and they've also, like, greased up the poles. You know, they've done everything they can to stop these goalposts from coming down. Well, on court storming, Jay Billis is right. You could literally find some people, or which is not going to happen, because they enjoyed the the, uh, the spectacle of it all. And again, Filipowski, yeah, he got hurt, and it wasn't bad, but and it could have gotten worse. I just don't know where you, and I just I'm just saying, I, 
it's it's not a simple solution. It's like I'm not going to be. Would you? Would you stop it? Well, this I just is, told you I wouldn't. Would mm-hmm. you? I think this does need to stop. How would you do it? Right, and we'll, I think we'll get there over the course of the conversation. No, how, no. But I, no, no I, I know, I'm, and I'm not. I'm not avoiding it. I do want to talk about this because it does deserve like having the conversation of mm-hmm. why I think it should stop. Because again, people will be like, "No, that's that's ridiculous." I think a lot of people's first reaction is say, "This is just uh, college sports, college football, college basketball. This is something to be expected." See, I'd like to ask you a question as someone who is an OG who's been around and seen a lot. Mm-hmm. Have you seen court storming happening? At a professional level, no, not at a professional. Only the palace, the malice in the palace, and that wasn't court storming. That was, but not recently. But no, it it has happened before. Like this court storming was a thing that was done in the past in the NBA, and they cut that out. What year? I mean, probably seventies, like probably earlier on then. But like there are court stormings that have happened, and they stopped that. They put an end to that. And it's like it's a workplace violate. Like it's a workplace hazard. Mm-hmm. Um, to have that happen, right? Like to have that mass of bodies, like j- sure, just in you, general. In the NBA, you can't even throw a cup of ice on the floor, right? They like, gonna get you tossed. And so there's that, but then on top of that, right? Like just there's also a lot of liability involved here. Sure, right? Like, uh, and I mean, like again, this is like the legalese of it, and I don't know how many people actually care about this, but you know who should care about this? The schools and the NCAA, and like all of, and of course the, the workplace a part of this they're not going to abide by because they don't believe the players are uh, employees, right? But there is a lot of liability involved with just allowing all these people onto the floor, right? And so with that being the case, like there is obviously the tacit acknowledgement that yes, these players can get hurt. Also, all these other people can get hurt. Like this is just a mass of people storming into place. Like we have seen all sort, we've seen trampling issues happen at uh, concerts and those types of things. Like. We've seen ways in which masses of people moving in that way is inherently unsafe. And so just to be like, yo, it's college, it does not matter, I think is I think is a little bit too passive when it comes down to us. It does matter, but I'm like, I don't see them getting rid of it. And that's I think that's where it gets interesting because, okay, if you do agree that the idea that this is not something that should be happening, because again, is there any other time where we allow the, the the people on the court, right? Why is it now that this is the one instance where everything's okay with everybody getting on this surface? No. Uh, if you do agree with that, which, again, I don't say you have to, but this is where we get to the place where it's difficult because, again, in order to make this stop, you would have to have, like, an outsized amount of security guards, I think. And even then, I'm always, me personally, and mm-hmm. this is no disrespect to the people that do operate as event security or what have you, but I'm always, I always kind of like laugh a little bit because mm-hmm. a lot of times it's like sweet old ladies and mm-hmm. folks like that. I'm like, when it comes down to like actually being, I guess the muscle that we think about it in some ways, mm-hmm. they're not like the idea. It's not like a bouncer at the bar that's going to whoosh you by the back of your belt and chuck you out the front of the of the door like you're on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, right? Like, it's not mm-hmm. quite that, so it's not necessarily going to be that. But I do think that there are ways in which maybe you can try and operate in such a way to make this uh, less of a problem. See, here's the, here's the deal. Uh, by the way, 214 actually co-signing with you. He says, as much as I want to rag you on your take, Reg, that's a damn good point. I try. I try to make points that are good that make people that wanted to rag on my point understand what I'm saying. And again, this is a hot topic because, as you mentioned, it's a little bit more dangerous than there's liability. Like, what if the what if uh, Philip Hasker or any player, Caitlin, got hurt and it affected their future career in the pros? You know what I mean? Just because some 
Some, some idiots decided to storm the court. I wonder how were, litigious it could get if somebody like comes out, comes off the court, or comes off the student section and then slips mm-hmm. and falls or what have you, and like decides that they want to sue. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how that goes. And I, I mean, a lot of people could be like, well, no, they're the idiots that got in that place. But I don't know how that ultimately goes. Uh, but regardless, like, I do think it's really tough, right? Like, but I think there's we, we can maybe try and see places like the NBA where they have figured out ways to keep people in certain places where it's like you do not get on the floor, right? Yeah. When it comes down to late in games, I mean, I've seen it, and you obviously have seen it because you you've gone work through this a ton. That's what I where do. Where there's there's ropes and there's things that are oh they got ropes. They've got things that give they you the general understanding. Floor, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that hey man, you can't get in this place. Nope. Because this is not where you're supposed to be. And I think in some ways we haven't seen, you know, schools actually try and enforce this in a real way. Right. And they I don't wonder, have they don't have the security people like, you know, the Mavericks or the NBA. They have security people that don't even look at the game. They're facing the crowd the entire time. They may not be police officers, but they are security and they are looking at the crowd to see who's gonna be stupid enough to do something stupid. And by the way, I can see college uh, security grabbing you if you storm the court and you butt naked, trying to streak. They will throw you down at that point. They will. They will right. lay hands at that point. Right. They say, "Oh, what you doing on this court? Butt naked." Not right. no one has ever done. Right. That. At that point, is it the indecency that makes so? It's like, hey man, you can't be out here butt naked. If you want to get on this court, you better be wearing clothes. Damn it. <laughs> um, no, but <laughs> no, like I, I do think, and I know I've heard some people that have said things that seem like some level of I don't know middle ground of play the fight song or like maybe have like a countdown timer where you can storm the court after, after a certain amount of time and to get leave and, the yeah, coaches take up. hands or whatever. And like that avoids the idea of like the player safety aspects of this, or at least gets a little bit closer. But again, I just think that, yo, y'all shouldn't be at the, on the court in general. Y'all can go, y'all can go outside and do this in the, in the, on the yard, on the quad and have your level of excitement mm-hmm. there. Like, I don't understand why it has to be in this place. And I think it's you know large. What? I think in large part it's because we have kind of celebrated in a way by like giving it more visibility. You mentioned a streaker or what have you. Part of the, I don't know if it's going to be entirely of the reason, but part of the reason is like, yo, we do not glorify that by putting that on the TV. We try, see it on TV. we try and make it, we try and minimize it at least to make it so mm-hmm. that it, this is not glorified in a way. And we, you know we do I, the complete opposite I with course I think in all seriousness, you make a, a, a great point and I can see it being quote unquote legislated out. But actually stopping it is going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but I don't think it's going to be impossible because, like you said, you mentioned all the reasons why it won't make sense and it doesn't make sense. And just so you can have a visual of kids running out on the court, again, that doesn't happen in the NBA, and so it could easily be solved. Right, and so I'm I'm, I'm interested to see, because, again, like it feels like as of right now, I don't know, do you know that the SEC and most of the major conferences in the – in – NCAA outside of the ACC have rules that state that the schools have to have a plan for how to do these and they can be fined Mm -hmm. if they do not properly execute their plans like these things exist and they simply have not done that so I do wonder how much it's just the schools and the authorities that be are actually fine with this happening right now the 469 says school police officer here I don't let my students storm on the court and I understand that especially if, if it's not even colleges high schools or whatever you just can't be doing it everywhere don't get me wrong, just various reasons for whatever. So I can just see it going along the way of, well, they used to do that and they don't do it no more. Got out of control. Yeah, and I know someone mentioned it. It feels maybe somewhat like waste management or I guess the WM Phoenix Open yeah. at this point mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, 
it was kind of a novelty that you know this it's the 16th right at uh in phoenix is that party hole where everybody oh, yeah. goes up and it's like it felt like a natural thing something that happened kind of spontaneously and as people as that became like the selling point almost as it became like a novelty people started going just to do that as opposed to that uh-huh. being a novelty there i think that that's where we might have gotten with storming where it used to be like yo people are so excited it that it just so jumped rare. out of them and now We're going it feels to like the NCAA tournament right now it feels like we just won a game some kids are in those arenas and like just because they win it's like now i got to get to the floor because it's a thing to do and mm-hmm. i think that that might be a distinction i don't know let us know how do you feel 877-881-1053 uh, I, I am. I'm interested. I am interested. Uh, but right now, it's the get right right here on 105 through the fans. Stars still tied two goals apiece uh, in the third period with about nine and a half minutes to go. Someone said from the 601, I got an idea. Give security paintball guns. Have Ooh. them blast the ones that first storm yeah. the court. And then you arrest the ones that are covered in paint. That is wild. It sure does. Identify them. That is <laughs> wow. You We're, can run out the building, but you cover with paint. This is basically we can the, find uh, you. This is basically the uh, what is it, the bank bank robbery uh, ink packet? Is that mm, what we're doing yeah, there? Yeah, at this I point, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for six eight two ten seconds. Players get off the court, then party all night. Okay, I hear you. There's I hear ways you. to do this. Keep yeah, keep sending your ideas. I appreciate it. It's the get right right here on one hundred five through the fan. Coming up next. Let's go around the association, including a big-time rebrand coming in the NBA. We'll discuss it next on The Fan. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. We got Ross Lebensky on the ones and twos, and you rolling with us on a wonderful Monday evening in the Metroplex. It has been a fun day as wonderfully warm in the area as we're really, we're really getting to that place where it feels great. I like to call it windows down weather. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also fantastic having the Kansas City Masterpiece in the G-Bag Nation. It's at Surprise Stadium for spring training. You can hear the birds in the background. It is so nice mm-hmm. to have those guys out there. They're already getting fun interviews um, in the clubhouse today. I know that we, they talked to Danny Duffy. We got to hear from Sam Huff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, man, it's, you want to make sure you listen. Keep it locked. Obviously, to all the way. Tolo. Turn on, leave it on, but the make sure. only station down there this week. That's right. That's right. And make sure you listen to every show. Sean and RJ, KNC Masterpiece, G-Bag Nation, because Jared Sandler is giving updates all the way through this thing. So you, if you all love the Texas Rangers, the World Series champion Texas Rangers, this is the place to be. Your home of the champs, 105.3 The Fan. Um, right now, stars still tied 2-2. Two and uh, we did mention Baylor at TCU. They are in the second half. Baylor leads 32-28. to 28. But right now, I do want to go around the association right Let's now. Let's do that. Let's talk a little NBA. Um, there's, a few, there's a few kind of notes here that I want to get to, including this. Uh, we found out today that the All-Star, I mentioned like the warmth of Arizona. Seems like the NBA took note of that because Phoenix will host the 2027 All-Star game. So the mm-hmm. this comes in with the league's new set of host requirements. Yeah, read those. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, so apparently the All-Star now requires that for a metropolitan area to host the All-Star game that they need to have 7,250 hotel rooms available yep. and three, count them, three five-star hotels yep. to be able to accommodate all the personnel that will be coming in, obviously, for mm-hmm. the NBA and maybe otherwise as well. At least 650,000 square feet of convention center space mm-hmm. and exhibition space. And I imagine mm-hmm. that is for the NBA's like events that they want to have for mm-hmm. the uh, for the fans, including their, you know, Saturday night type stuff. Like we saw at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium where they had 
the light up or, or you know floor where they you know had the celebrity sure. game and those types of things that happens mm-hmm. typically at a convention center or I guess in this instance Lucas Oil Stadium in at Indy and also 70 at least rather 75 non-stop domestic flights and at least 20 international flights and of course that makes sense that is simply to be able to get the amount of people from various places in to the place and so that actually kind of take some people out of this. I know that that was a report from the Oklahoman that spoke directly to why the Oklahoma City, even though they are building a new arena, probably is not going to have they don't access. Have direct flights. They don't have any. I don't think they have any international flights into Oklahoma City in no. that way. And talk less Dallas. of, I don't think that they have the hotel requirements either. And so Oklahoma City, you don't don't expect to have like, any we don't, all-star games. Charlotte, oh, like we don't have, with small markets, we're getting locked out of you don't want this if you can't. I'm telling you, it's it's a burden I more than it is a blessing. Twenty one of them. <laughs> it, it, you, look, you don't want to get stuck. You don't want to get. Look, even Vegas, the first time they hosted the oh, All Star game, don't talk about that. Yeah, Pac Man Jones. I, literally, the traffic was so bad, the buses couldn't get to the arena on time, and they delayed the game on TV. Didn't you have a story about? I did. See, stories about that. So uh, the whole point I'm trying to make is. You've got to be able to handle it. It's one thing to say we want it and we deserve. We got a new arena. You got to have all the other infrastructure around it because the people who come in, you don't want them to be inconvenienced because half of them are media and they'll write bad about your town because they're inconvenienced. Yeah. And I'm telling you, this is the NBA is not. Even though the NFL is America's football, not world soccer and all that. Although they're working on it. They're working. Yeah. All I can tell you is the NBA is international, and they got people from all over the world that come and cover the All-Star game and have family and friends from all over the world because these players are from all over the world, let alone coaches from all over the world. I, I can't even tell you how big this thing is. It's bigger. You got to be able to handle it. Yeah, and, and it, it's it not nothing c- to do with I'm, we're small market. We deserve right. it. You got to be able to handle all of them. In fact, there are people – when Super Bowls come or when NBA All-Star Weekend come, or when they want to leave town because there's too much stuff going on. Right, because it's not just like, oh, they're going to have the rookie game and they're going to have the event. Oh, no, that's only the tip of the iceberg. Tip of the iceberg. In a similar way, not exactly the same way, but in a similar way that the uh, combine works for the NFL where the whole league kind of descends upon it, mm-hmm. the All-Star break works as that somewhat. And then the on top of that is, is the convention part of it, but then on top of that, Kind of like NBA related folks, not even NBA right. folks. NBA related folks end oh up in the goodness. city, and it's it is a getaway. It is like a destination right. for all sorts of parties and oh, events outside crazy. of it. Right? Just it almost crazy. operates kind of like South by Southwest mm-hmm. in Austin, it, exactly. where you have the thing, and good, then you have good, a lot of thing adjacent things. Good comparison, good comp. So, so keep all that in mind. And and I I even did a series stories about. Uh, Atlanta and how I didn't make it to the game because all, all these people just drove in to Atlanta and just gridlocked the whole city. So that this is just for NBA All Star Weekend. I don't know if you saw Mark Stein's um, his uh, column he writes. He actually mentioned a solution that people just won't like is like the All Star game. He said you got to look at it like this: it's an honor to be named to the All Star team. That's that's it. Mm-hmm. To actually play the game itself, and I know you got to show something. You better show something else other than that because nobody really cares about it like that anymore. Just say that you were, you had so so much success. He, he worded it better than the way I'm saying it. But you just got to know that the game itself is co- kind of like the Pro Bowl. All the Pro Bowl is now is 
flag football. You follow what I'm saying? Yep. Or skills competitions. You just look at it like that and just know that that's what it is because with all the different commitments that these players have to make all-star weekend in that city for their brands and for their, you know, the endorsements that deals that they've got. The the game is just the afterthought at this point. Okay. It's we, just a damn shame, but it's, it is what it is. So, yeah, there you go. Phoenix. Oh, and by the way, mm-hmm. the, the the Rangers released this, and we maybe get to it. Maybe I'll do that as a, as a Headlines. final thought. Headlines. They released the all-star schedule yes. of events yeah. for this coming summer. And we'll definitely hit that, hit you up with that at the top of the hour. Uh, but we're continuing around the association, talking a little bit about the NBA. He's mm-hmm. not an all-star yet, but, I mean, it really does feel like he will be a perennial all-star. Number one pick from this past NBA draft, Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, he keeps doing it, man. This weekend, he made some history. This weekend, Victor Wimbayama, at 20 years old, became the youngest and only the 15th ever player to notch a 5 by 5 right? So everybody's very familiar with the concept of the triple-double, right? And I, actually, I was hanging out with a friend earlier, and he was telling uh, his son, the, you know, who asked him, what is a triple-double? He's like, here, let me explain it to you again. Double digits in three different scoring positions. Five by five, similar idea. Five different uh, statistics, uh, statistical um, avenues with at least five um, in that metric. So obviously points, rebounds, assists, blocks, steals is typically how it goes. And that's exactly what Victor Wimbanyama had as, I mean, just th- this, this dude, 27 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists, five blocks, five steals he had against the Lakers. And what's crazy is he almost notched it the night before. <laughs> Mm-hmm. On Thursday, like it just speaks to just how absurd that he is that five blocks and five steals seems like it can be a regular occasion mm-hmm. for him. He's going to be a problem. He's going to be a major problem. The only reason he doesn't have outrageous gaudy stats is Pop is trying to make sure that he doesn't get overwhelmed. And so he's he literally limits his minutes. He's not uh, load managing him. He's just trying to make sure he doesn't, quote-unquote, get ruined. It kind of reminds me of Dean Smith, what he did to Michael mm. Jordan. Where Michael Jordan, you never saw a real Michael Jordan at North Carolina. As a but freshman you, especially. Yeah. But so you will see Wimby as he develops. And when he was here last, which was last week uh, before the All-Star break, I want to say it was. Right in I there, was so. watching his game. I'm, you know, I'm right there courtside. I'm like, oh, my goodness. What, what he reminded me of this. You know how he's tall and he's slender. That he's, he's he is about seven four or something like that. He, I know he's it's over seven, seven five, foot. I believe. All I can tell you is he his game reminds me of Kevin Durant. You were right, seven four. My bad. Seven four. He's got handles like Kevin Durant. When I say he's got handles, big men aren't supposed to have any kind of handles. Kevin Durant has handles. Kevin Durant lies and says he's not seven foot. Kevin Durant is damn near seven foot if he's not seven foot. That's right. But he's got some handles. Now I'm not talking about insane handles like Kyrie. I'm just talking about. He can dribble and spin, and he can pass the ball. Wimby's got that. That dude's only 20 years old. That's what's like, wait a minute. And by the way, for those who don't keep up with KD and didn't know what he did before he got to the NBA, how come, uh, yeah, he was a freshman at UT. At Texas, yes, sir. And he was college player of the year and said, I see y'all in the league. I actually, went to Seattle. Funny enough, I got his uh, signature at, I think it was like an area game as, you know, my high school team had a couple of guys that had made it to the area kind of uh, – you know, area team game. Mm-hmm. Katie was there. So we, you know, we went up there. I got the ticket sign. I have no idea where that ticket is. You better find it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that thing might be worth thousands. Yeah. Unfortunately. But yeah, I, Wimby sure reminds gone. me of KD. Okay. And just a little bit taller, but he's smooth like KD.
Um, this stat was interesting for various reasons, and I'll tie it back locally in a second, but DeMontis Sabonis, who is mm-hmm. the son of Arvita Sabonis, a dude that I does like not get him. enough of his, his respect. Oh, boy. But I like him a lot. Doma is a, is a very nice player. He's uh-huh. kind of a small big, but he's yeah. very talented. Yes. Very talented big, as evidenced by this. He recorded his 20th triple-double of the season. Um, what was it? Two Yesterday, actually. Playing for those Kings. And he's off the radar because he's playing for the Kings. Yes, and the Kings, in particular this season, are a team that people have not really cared about for a weird reason. They're not doing anything particularly special. They're not improving year over year necessarily when it comes to like their record, and so people are not really paying attention to them. However, he became just the sixth player to record 20 or more doubled, triple doubles in a single season, um, joining Oscar Robertson, who's done it five times because, of course, he has, Russell Westbrook, who's done it four times, Will Chamberlain, who's done it twice, Nikola Jokic, and James Harden. And I was like, really? Did not realize that um, Luka hadn't, Luka done, hadn't it? done it. I guess not. I was like. Are you sure? I, I was like, this This feels. This got to be an outlier. This that feels make wrong. Sense. And, and by the way, when he was playing for the Pacers, I thought they would never trade him away. But Rick Carlisle traded him away for uh, uh, Tyrese Halliburton. That's yeah. why you know all about Halliburton. And Sabonis has disappeared. I always like Sabonis. I think that game. that's a win-win trade. It still, is. It's a win-win. Enough. It really is. I just hate that uh, people don't pay attention to Sabonis because he's playing in Sacramento. And so yeah. And by the way, Sacramento will never host the All Star game either. Not not a big enough Mm-mm. NBA. Weirdly enough, has a lot of weird real estate. Yeah. Um, while obviously it seems to work out decently, but like they have a lot of places, and I don't know why. This is the oddity that I am. This weekend, at some point, I was looking up metro area sizes. Don't ask me why. Don't do it. It's not really worth it. Um, and there's so many places that the NBA exists, and it's just like, that's not really a metro area that makes sense for, like, you know, being a hub for these things. But Portland. They exist, right? Uh, Portland's actually decently large. but Seattle was bigger than Portland. Though. Definitely, It definitely is. But you mentioned, like, obviously. They used to be the Sacramento, excuse me, the Kings used to be the Kansas City Omaha Kings. They would play half their games in Oklahoma, Omaha, Nebraska. And didn't they start as like the Rochester Royals and then they yeah, moved tiny to the Royals and mm-hmm. then all that. So yeah, yeah. This but yeah, it's kind of amazing how these how these things have kind of situated. And of course, the the real estate is the real estate, but it's funny that that kind of operates that way. Oh, we don't have the right amount of time for what I teased. Uh you know what? I'll circle back around to it. We'll get it in headlines. How about that? I'll make sure to talk about a major rebrand that's happening in the NBA. That's right. There. I forgot you were going to tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, but I, I don't want a lot of the people. And so I wanted to make sure that I'm going to give to make, it some room. Yeah, absolutely. I want to give it some room and have some opportunity to talk about it properly. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Um, we are at the end of regulation in Stars Islanders at the AAC. Two goals apiece, so we are getting overtime hockey at the hangar. Uh, oh, no. So, yeah, we, we're, we're going to have to see what That's happens That's not there. friendly for the Stars. It is, it is not necessarily, but hopefully they can pull out an overtime win. I'll keep you updated with what's happening there. Coming up next, though, it's time for a little sharing time. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's discuss, or let's just have a little talk. We'll do that next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Atatula here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. Thanks for uh, riding with us on a Monday evening in the Metroplex, including you, Ross Lebensky, on the ones and twos. Thank you. Appreciate you. Um, you can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053, uh, where we got from the 601. I want to see a quintuple, quintuple double as we were talking about Victor Wembanyama, his 5x5. Mm-hmm. Five five. And then also someone else was talking about the idea of, man, Luka Doncic clearly has a ridiculous triple-double rate. And then you look up and you go, oh, yeah, Sabonis is also like doing that in a weird way. But as you mentioned, people just not really watching the Kings. Yep. Um, and they got a really good record. They they do have a good record. Just in Sacramento. The, the, the West in general has just been an absolute wild uh, place to be. Mm-hmm. In fact, like the Mavs, we mentioned we were talking about earlier about the the Mavs Pacers game, in which uh, Rick Carlisle's Mavs or Pacers ultimately beat the Mavs one thirty three to one eleven. Um, that loss dropped them from six to eight. Yep, and Phoenix is the one that moved up because and, New Orleans also lost. So Phoenix moved up to six. And New Orleans is still seven, and the Mavericks are now eight. And so, yeah. Just, and we just beat the Phoenix Suns. Right. I mean, you just crawled up out of the play-in circumstance, and now it's back that in. close. It, it is that tight. And, of course, that does not mean you were going to remain there, clearly. Uh, the Mavs have the Cavs even tomorrow yet. evening. Right. But it's just it just speaks to just how condensed the West feels with just a lot, a lot, a lot of really good basketball teams. So, uh, that's what happened there, and I guess in a way, uh, the 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 Western Conference, the Central Division of the Western Conference in the NHL, feels a little bit like that at the top between the Stars, the Jets, the Avs, and the Stars make it just a little bit tighter. As then, fortunately, they fall in mm-hmm. overtime mm-hmm. very quickly in overtime to the Islanders, and so uh, an overtime loss there. Unfortunate, uh, as you know, it seemed like they were they were in a decent place to maybe try and do this. In fact. As you watch overtime happen, there looked to be a really good chance that just fell slightly out of place. It looked like it could have maybe crept into uh, yeah. into the net right it in the didn't crease. Quite made in the crease. Didn't quite do that. You come back the other way, and unfortunately, Stars get a nice wrister that goes in. And, you mean the Islanders? Or sorry, the Islanders rather, not the Stars. I would, I really wish. And not just a wrister. It was in the two hole on Wedgewood's left side. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And Wedgwood was in a good spot, but it was just not the right spot. No, no, it wasn't. And so, unfortunately, an overtime loss for your Dallas Stars at the AAC. Um, I mean, they had gotten a win to break the losing streak uh, on Saturday against the Hurricanes. They aren't able to stack those, unfortunately. And so, um, still only February. It it is it is, and I mean, but look. they're going to the Stanley Cup Finals. I promise you that. Watch. Okay. I look. I love the optimism. I really hope so. We're going to get a little taste of what that would have to be or what it would have to be to get there as you have uh, the Avs tomorrow. So they will be on a flight mm-hmm. headed to Colorado to face off against the Avalanche. So, yeah, best of luck to the Stars in that regard because, again, that's that's one of the teams that they're fighting with at the top of the Central. All right, enough, enough. Uh, I don't know. We'll all give you some talk. more headlines. We will. We will we'll give, give you more headlines. headlines. In fact, I probably could have held all that to them because right now it's sharing time. We had to share, though. Because yeah, it just happened. I did. And I, there are people leaving the AAC right now. Tolos, turn on the radio 
and they just want to know if we even mention it. Yeah, that's right. And honestly, you know what? Blake has had this theory that the Stars, at least before the weekend, hadn't won since uh, Zach Walchuk went oh, out yeah. to the Stars game. They won on Saturday, but they're back to this place. They and I'm like on the road Saturday. I was like, did did he? When did they fly out? They flew out Sunday. I was gonna say if he flew out of the Metroplex and then they won and he came back and they lost again, it'd be real bad for Wolchuk. Oh yeah, it'd be real bad for him. All right, it's a little sharing time. Um, and what would you like to share? <sighs> Seem like you have something on your mind. Yeah, I, I I feel like I have a lot of important things. I'm constantly reading Does stuff. Does the and cat have your them. tongue, or do you get burned in the mouth? I got burned in the mouth, not the tongue though. The roof of the mouth. Ooh. Yeah, and what happened was I be forgetting how much how annoying this is. And it's funny because it kind of parlays nicely with uh um Corey Majors seemed to have uh had some level of nuisance himself. And he's been talking about it. I think he talked about it today on uh in his C block, but just the the level of annoyance. I tried this pizza. I don't know if you've been seeing the the Marcos, the the honey hot mm-hmm. pizza. And so was I was good. I was man, it was good. It was delicious. I enjoyed it, but I mean, you paid the price. Yes, because I was I, I waited I waited until I was hungry to order the pizza. You could not wait to. Right, right. You had to just I, eat it. I was very much the, as I was trying to eat, which is always hilarious. In fact, I was laughing about it, and then I realized, oh, I have burned the roof of my mouth, and we are two days the later. Roof, the roof is on, and fire. it is still entirely ruining my my existence. And you so, can't taste very many things. Well, this even is the, though that's your thing. tongue it didn't burn my tongue. I can still taste stuff. It's just now it hurts. Whenever I eat anything, or even when I talk and my tongue touches the roof of my mouth, like it's it's not like pain. I'm not trying to complain, like, oh man, I'm in so much pain. But it's the nuisance that like your brain constantly is taking uh note of the fact that, hey, look, I want you to know so that's 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 tender. And it's like, okay, but that's not important right now, brain. I need you to focus on more important things. We're hosting a four-hour show. My brain is just like, the roof of your mouth. You realize how you burned that earlier, right? And I'm like, yes, I know. Thank you. And so that's where I'm at right now. Is it closer to your teeth or closer to your throat? Um, Kind of dead center. Like, we're just right so in the middle So can you there. work around, like, on the edges? In other words, eat and kind of chomp on that side and nah, not just got to pass I got a, I got a good, because I took a big bite to start with. So it just got the whole roof. I want to, like, I imagine there's just like a triangular imprint if i could actually look at the roof mm-hmm. of my mouth right now i'm pretty sure there's just like a triangular imprint of how i burnt the roof of my mouth and really it it really is just it i feel so it's the it's the feeling of stupidity that like dude you could have waited five minutes like you really didn't have to eat it in that moment except i did and now i am suffering that's that's the way i roll my, my wife is always giving me hell because you just can't wait because i'm always burning my tongue burning something in my mouth because i just cannot wait i'll blow one time maybe and that's not good enough yeah, I'm just that's just me. Uh, you want to? Sh- you can I share something with Please you? Please do. I want to ask a question while the Tolos, the Get Right Tolos. What do you have to have in your bedroom? I'm going to tell you what I don't huh. want to have in my bedroom, and I tried not to have it, but my wife has got one in there. It's a TV. TV. I, I knew it. I it's, do not want a TV in my room. I always room. find that to be interesting that people have like such strong standpoints on TV, no TV. Well, when I when I was single, I did not have it in my room because why would I go downstairs to my living room or my, my you know, the den, wherever the TV was? You, would, had to, you had to incentivize would, yourself to go to the living it's room? It's like, why would, yeah, it's <laughs> like, why would, if everything is in my bedroom, why would I even have a living room? Right, just, let's everything studio apartment, right there, save money. Let's and go. then also, I started realizing, guess what? I can actually sleep 
in my bedroom if I don't have the damn TV mm. on. Because what I will have in my bedroom is music. Mm, okay. And, you know, it just depends on, like, I don't play music very much anymore because I'm married with kids in the bedroom. But I used to always have the music and always have a candle. In I'm, the I'm, I'm with you with the candles. Lavender. Although, I, oddly enough, I don't do candles in my bedroom that much. Really? Candles are mostly in the living room. I right? would have lavender. I have can, I would have candles in different parts of the house, but I would ha- always have a lavender calendar, a candle in the bedroom because it helps you sleep. See, I mm. used to make it a point because my hours were always crazy, you know, getting up at 3.30 in the morning to the morning show and covering all these different events and going to press conferences and trying to sleep in the afternoon. I would always make sure that I would have a curtain so it could be dark. Oh, like a blackout curtain? Yeah. Okay. Because I'd be sleeping in the afternoon, maybe. You know what? I need true, to be, true. And, and I had the lavender calendar, and I'd have music. But I would not have a TV. Now my wife's got the TV in there. I mean, not now. She's always had a TV in there, and I have to work around that. Just sleep through this TV. Mm. And uh, wait a minute. Four, six, nine, seven, I would always have to have a, a sound machine and a fan around me. Okay, yeah, year-round, they said. Mm-hmm. I've never been a fan, although this is my thing. I realized I was about to say, like, I'm normal. I'm like, you weirdos. No, no, I'm also a weirdo. Thank you for welcoming me. I'm a comforter year-round guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Comforter, yeah, yeah. Comforter year-round. I got to have that. Right, there's some people that are like, ah, just a top sheet. No, or just a light no, blanket. I need no, a comforter. No. Full comforter. Full comforter. You got to have it. Yeah, I, I, I just, I guess that's what I had when I was young. And it was like, this is the comfort of it. Um, and hence the name. But yeah, it seems like yo in the summer that is insane. It's it's fine. The it works. Four, the six eight two says I actually hate curtains in my room. I like the sunlight being my alarm clock. Well, I'm just trying to tell you if you get up at three thirty in the morning on a regular for all these years that I had, you want to get those power naps in in the afternoon and you yeah. gotta have some darkness. Yeah, that's that's the thing that I'm like. It I, I'm like man if if I ever had to do a morning show I don't know man like because. The ways that you got you had to do it, obviously, but like Sean and RJ, the things I've heard about, especially when you're covering sports, because yeah. sports happens late at night a right. lot of times. Right, yeah, you, whether you're watching it or whether you're there, you got to know about it when you wake up and talk about it. So here's the other part about so it. You got like People that. always say, man, you've been doing it all these years, you're used to, you don't ever get used <laughs> to getting up at no 3.30 in the morning. You just power through it. Because it's ungodly. It's That's ungodly. God did it's not, not intend normal. for this to happen. That's and not I, how it's I, supposed I, to work. Man, it was rare that I would get eight hours in a row. It's like, maybe I get five or six at that. And so That's I got to make that, those power naps work. Yeah, that seems like something that would not rest well with my body or my spirit. The idea of just, you we'll get five, we'll catch up on that other three later. My body's like, nah, dog, we're getting eight right now. Hey, you for real? Right now. If you can. Maybe nine. Do, do you have music in your room? Um... I mean, with my phone, like, I don't fall asleep to anything. I know that there's some people mm-hmm. that are like Sound Machine. We saw that on the text line. Some people are TV or like mm-hmm. a particular comfort show, mm-hmm. or some people, I'm just like, quiet is cool. Now, I don't need it to be dead quiet, though. I'm I'm very blessed that I have, I don't have too many problems going to sleep. If I need to get to sleep, we're going to sleep. Some people got to have something that silence yeah. is, is, keeps them awake. Ross, what about you? Do you have uh, any music or a TV in your room? Uh, yeah, a no on the music, but I do have a TV in my room and kind of just like what you were saying, I just kind of like with the comforter, like I just got used to like falling asleep to TV. Like if I didn't wake up to, um, low rider for the George Lopez TV show, <laughs> then it wasn't like a good night's sleep, but no, my, I thing, thought you were going to say, wake up to the earth, wind and fires or earth, wind and fire. No, but I did do that in college. The elements <laughs> of the universe. That's right. All of my classmates were like, Ross, why, like, why are you like basically dancing when you come into class? I'm like, starting your day off with disco and anything is possible. 
<laughs> but um, no, my thing is, is I have to use earplugs. I'm oh, a very really? light sleeper. Wild. Well, the problem oh, earplugs. I thought like I thought my brain went earbuds, but like AirPods. And I feel like that's wild, uncomfortable. But earplugs aren't. Yeah. No. It, so it you gotta have silence. It was just yeah. Well. Did yes, you grow up in a no. Did you grow up in a loud house? Yes. Okay. And 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 just like you were saying, CA, just like you know, you have so many late nights. Wake up early in the morning. Well, for the past couple of years, I would kind of like partially spend time at my parents, mm -hmm. and would come back and like you know, sports late night. Get off at like midnight or later. And then my parents, being retired, would like start doing the dishes at like seven thirty in the morning. And I'm like, <laughs> I first I slam my out. door to kind of be like, okay, this needs to stop. But then finally, and whose house just, are you slamming doors? Fine, our parents, unfortunately. See, yeah. that's their house. You yeah. can't be slamming you their can't doors. Be slamming their doors. That's just crazy. You can't sleep. I'm, that's what you continue. But, <laughs> they're gonna uh, make you charge. They're gonna charge you higher rent. But no, and then now I live with three roommates, one of which seems to like almost like maliciously be as loud as possible. Oh, that's terrible. Three big dogs who love to bark at anything oh, that moves. Oh, no. See, that's the thing is once you get animals also, that does shift a lot of these things yeah, too. Yeah, we got animals all over our house, man. Three, two dogs, two cats, a bearded dragon, and a rabbit. Which one's most likely to wake you up when you don't want to be woken up? Oh, our, the one that went to the puppy bowl, the new puppy. Coda? Coda. Okay. Coda is out of control. Coda just. Coda's like, I don't care what's happening. It's playtime, yo. It's, it's playtime. That's, that's it exactly. She got too much energy. Too much energy. <laughs> I I always love the cats mm -hmm. that, uh, that'll wake you up for no reason. Because you know that they're not like, hey, I need you to do something for me. No, it's just malice. <laughs> it's just malice. You know, I saw this bumper sticker to describe the difference between cats and dogs so succinctly. It said, <laughs> dogs have masters, cats have staff. That's right. That's right. <laughs> they run things. Straight up. There you go. Uh, what did we learn in the sharing, Tom? C.A.? He's he's found ways to sleep to make sure that his partner is happy, even though it's not his happy optimal wife, way. Happy life. That's right. And I'm here all the way through this segment. My brain just keeps telling me, hey, you know you burned your tongue on Saturday or burned your <laughs> roof of your mouth. And How yes, long do you think it'll be before? Uh, I, I really can't. And the worst part about it is it makes, it makes water tough to drink. Water. Oh, yeah, even Water. Water. That is the life that I'm living right now. Again, not really complaining like it's hurting me, but it's a nuisance. It's annoying. And more than anything, that's frustrating. But regardless, appreciate you hanging out uh, during some sharing time from the 979. Since my wife and I had our baby, we've been using a white noise machine. I've realized uh -huh. I sleep better with it and don't think I'll ever get rid of it. Those are always nice. Oh, I have gotten yeah. to the place. Humidifier. I'm yeah, I got one of those guy. too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I forgot. I almost forgot about it because it's such a mainstay. But yes, humidifier. I, I got one of those because I'm allergic to cats. Ah, yeah, so that helps uh, yeah, and, uh, nasal flow passages and all those. And the humidifier. Yep. There you go. There you go. All right, appreciate you guys rolling with us. Keep texting in. What, what do you need in the in your bedroom for it to be peaceful sleep for you? Uh, we always appreciate you guys interacting on the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. Uh, oh, my goodness. Four-minute <laughs> four uh, blackout curtains, three fans, TV, recliner in the bedroom. Wow, okay, you just Jason. got it all set up. Three fans? Is that not excessive? That feels a bit excessive. Are we trying to create a tornado in the room? Anyways, uh, coming up next on the Get Right, let's get you some headlines on this evening in the Metroplex. We'll do it next on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.